You want to change the world, son. So do I. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Curious Christians Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Shavera, here with my co-host, Pastor Roger Kranz. Hey everyone, it's so good to be back. Guys, we are very excited to be back here. Uh, We know it's been quite a while since we've last spoke. Uh, Just the short version of that is uh, 2020 uh, was tough on everybody, and so for the moment we had actually put the podcast uh, to the side, but uh, no more. We are back, and we are ready to have a a very fun podcast and a community that we're going to build. Uh, what we're seeking to do is we're going to be trying to do everything that we said in our previous podcast. We want to grow a community where a bunch of Christians uh, are feeling safe to be able to talk to each other, uh, express their feelings as far as uh, questions uh, and everything related to today. Uh, it's just about building a community and getting ourselves to a, to a better place. Yeah, and uh, we've got a great topic tonight, um, but before we get into that, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Preston from San Francisco. He wrote in um, and just encouraged us tremendously, uh, said he's been wa- uh, listening to our podcasts uh, every day. And I, I, you know, I said, well, Preston, there's only so many in there. And he said, oh, I'm listening to them over and over again. So he really loves them. The, he said they, they're, uh, they're really encouraging to him. And, uh, and so we just sent out a T-shirt to him. But I uh, just wanted to give a shout out to him and say, hey, Preston. Yeah. And, and just to be honest, you know, uh, him writing that email was a big, uh, a big kick for us to get back into it. It reminded us that there, there is work to be done and that what we started is, uh, is something that can change people. It can be a part of their lives and that we need to get back to it. So uh, thank you for sending that email. It got us into gear and uh, this is back now. So we're going to be uh, trying to get these out as often as possible. We're going to be developing our schedule here and uh, trying to release at least a few a week for you guys. But um, we're back. So if you guys have any questions, send them back into the website. All, all of it is back up and running now. So it's it's good to go. But tonight we're going to be talking about uh, something that's probably been over talked about in 2020. But uh, this is a podcast where we want to talk about everything. And it's hard to not want to talk about the main thing that's been happening over 2020. And that is COVID. Uh, man, so difficult. And, and it's weird to think that our last podcast that we had released was almost right before uh, the COVID crisis really started. And so everything that we talked about leading up into that, man, like if someone had listened to all those podcasts, it's almost like going into COVID with a maybe a different attitude uh, because now's the time when people need God the most. And uh, I just, I feel like not seeing that coming, but then having uh, faith to, to, to fight that with, it's got to be so much easier than... Uh, some people right now, I know it's just hope and it's despair, I guess would be the word. So many people don't have anything in their lives right now and it's so difficult. And so I think, uh, talking about this, hopefully maybe if there is someone out there, uh, they can find faith in God and hopefully they can, uh, use that to combat what they might be going through. Right. You know, this is something that, that really affected everybody. It wasn't just isolated in one area of the world. It affected everyone. So uh, everybody can get something out of this conversation tonight. Yeah. You know, and it, it, it just doesn't seem real. Uh, it never did. You know, back when uh, Ebola was the crisis before that had, you know, came over and everyone was freaking out. 
and it, it comes and goes in the news and you just never thought anything of it. And then when something actually sticks, there's definitely that fear, you know, it kind of, you don't know what it's going to be, who it's going to affect the most. And there's definitely a lot of fear. And so, you know, just today, uh, there have been in the United States, 25.6 million confirmed cases with 429,000 deaths. Um, man, that, that's a lot, you know? It is that those are those statistics are huge. And that's why we said, you know, it affects so many people. But it's, you know, I don't I didn't really want to drag in um, the past tonight. What I wanted to do is kind of kind of look at the statistics and then see how they 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 made life changes in people's lives. You know, so many people are doing things different than they ever did before now. Um, and, and we're going to get into the, some of the details of those as we go on. Yeah, we were talking on the way over here about uh, how things have almost been forced to progress in this point. Uh, you know, if you take a look at, say, like Walmart, uh, no one, there was Walmart pickup orders before, but it wasn't as widespread as it is now. Now it's the norm to do a Walmart pickup order and not to go into the grocery store. And so, so many things have been introduced uh, and I guess expedited to where they are now that it seems like we're almost virtually kind of staying away from everyone now. So it's, it's a very different way to interact with people. You know, we went to, uh, to Disney recently and, uh, there was a lot of things that you had to do where it was all virtual and you had to stand away from people. And I don't, I don't think you realize until you're almost like four separate <laughs> that the yeah. changes are there. And then you, and then you realize them because they have been pretty immediate since, since the virus. You know, the, I really want to do spend some time on the mask thing tonight. Um, not, not to play, you know, the, the angel advocate or the devil advocate on it. I just want to talk a little bit about it because the mask thing is a big deal. I had an appointment on, uh, before I came here tonight and, um, uh, when I knocked on the door, you know, I, you know me, I haven't worn a mask, but maybe 10 minutes through this whole thing. And that's just my personal preference. But, um, I knocked on the door and the lady came to the door, her and her husband, and they both had a mask in their hand. And I said, oh, would you like me to put my mask on? And they said, no, we just wanted to know if you were, if you were going to wear one, we were going to wear one. And, and so, so people are cognizant of it. They know that there, you know, you, there's times to wear a mask and, and times not to. But I, I mean, I see people driving down the road in their car by themselves wearing this big old mask on their face. I, I, I mean, to each his own, and I'm, I'm not saying anything negative about them. I just don't understand that. Yeah, I think that's almost living in such a state of fear that, that they do that. Once again, if that's what makes them feel safe, and that that's fine. Uh, you know, with me, uh, I can say that I guess I understand um, the logic behind it, trying to at least be courteous to your fellow neighbor by wearing a mask. That's my particular take on it. But then there is definitely times where it has been inconvenient. Like I said, we just got back from Disney World. We had to wear it the entire time. You know, you're breathing in your face. Your whole face is moist by the end of the day. And so, yeah, I mean, there is an inconvenience to it. Uh, but I do understand that it is uh, there, hopefully, to, to make people safer. But at the same time, I also see it's very funny because there's there's just some of those moments where you're scratching your head. You're like, huh, why, why are we doing that? Right. It's like, I can, I can go sit down at my table and eat and you're going to stick someone right next to me and none of us are wearing masks, but that's okay. But then I get up to go to the bathroom. I got to put it on. I, I do think that we all are kind of just doing some things that just 
maybe are a little uncalled for or just unnecessary. I, and I, I agree with that 100%. I, I, um, last night was Wednesday night, and I, um, my wife and I, we went to the sub shop to get a case of subs for the church because we were going to have a little activity after the service last night. And so we went in, we ordered the subs, and the girl behind the, the, you know, the girl that was making the subs, she kept moving her mask. with. She had gloves on. And she had a mask on, and I was thankful for that. But she kept moving her mask around on her face with the gloves and then going back to making the subs. And I was looking at my wife, and she looked at me, and it was like, isn't that like totally defeating the purpose? Because she had she had like mayonnaise on the mask and, and uh, <laughs> there was pieces of lettuce on the mask. And I, I mean, if she's been doing that all day, I don't know what's on that mask. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think... So, I think when it comes to that too, it is you got to say that people either have to wear the mask correctly or they don't. That's another one of those, you know, scratch your head moments where you're not going to sit there and say that, you know, you're going to put the mask on and be safer and then spend the entire time touching your face, moving it around. I mean, you're touching your face more than you would if you didn't have it on. So exactly. yeah, I mean, there's definitely, like I said, those scratch your head moments where you're just like, I don't know if that was incredibly necessary, but once again, you know, look, I was from the beginning, someone who said that no one knows what this pandemic is going to do. So you just kind of have to adjust accordingly to it. And there is some things that some people disagree of. There's some that uh, we can all agree on, but at the same time, I think our goal for everybody is to get through this thing. You know, like I said, 429,000 Americans dead. That's something that people think about every single day. And, you know, we've had people here locally that have had it and passed away from it. Um, and then, like I said, when you see that number, you realize that that's all over the country. People are having that. So it is very serious. And like I said, when we were talking earlier um, about the drastic changes, you had said that it almost seems like all this kind of changed overnight and, and you recognize it. And I think that's very important because it's not very often that things like that happen nowadays. You know, in my lifetime, I can't really think besides maybe 9-11 where the next day you woke up and you feel like things are really different. And that happened in almost a two week period. It was early March that the shutdowns really started um, and they've almost carried on throughout. Now, we are lucky enough to live here in Florida, which thank God, because there's some states that are still locked down and uh, we've actually managed OK and still been able to have income. But some people, their whole lives got torn upside down. And so when, when you say everything changed overnight, one day you have a job, one day you don't, you know, a lot of people, uh, they can almost lose faith in that. And it's not just a job. The, the, there's business owners, you know, one day they owned a business and the next day their business was shut down exactly. almost overnight. And, and we were talking earlier, you know, when things happen gradually, you don't notice them, not as much, but when they happen as fast as this did, it's, it's a real shock. It's a real shocker to you. Um, so there's a lot of life changes that are coming out of this, especially, you know, if, if even if we just picked a, a topic, say the church, like, um, you know, when the church is all shut down and they most of them went to online churches. Well, you know, that that was cool to everybody for the first week or second week. But, you know, they say it only takes 17 times to do something to make it a habit. And when people are in the habit of going to church, then they're in the habit of reading their Bible. They're in the habit of tithing. They're in the habit of, you know, uh, sharing the good news and doing good things. And, and when they don't, you know, when you stop that overnight and now you're watching it on online, that's so easy to not watch or to get uh, distracted by something else because it's not something you actually set that time aside to do. 
you know. Uh, so, you know, if you're in church and your phone rings, you, you just shut it off or you, or you shut up before you go in. When you're at home and your phone rings and you're watching the service, you're going to answer the phone. <laughs> Most people will. Right. So, so many things have changed. So, you know, a direct result of this, a, a, a huge falling away of the church. And, and now that you have a few, a huge falling away of the church, now all the tithing is down. Um, people no longer are in the habit of inviting people to church. So when, when, and, and well, I'll say, I won't say if I'll say when this pandemic is over and, you know, so many people have gotten the, the vaccine and all those things and people start going back to church, it's going to be a long, hard road to build those churches back up again and to get people back in the habit of doing what they were doing before tithing, sharing the good news, inviting people to come. It's, it's a, it's a whole nother ball game now. Yeah, you know, interestingly, when you said that, I thought about uh, after church. Usually there's a time of fellowship where everyone's just kind of sitting around talking and, you know, sharing stories about one another because during church they're listening to the service. Uh, probably just click off now. Probably no one's checking in on anyone else. And a lot of people, they look forward to that time. That's that's time that they're spending with their brother or sister, and they're really getting to, to almost get that um, that faith, that, you know, that worshiping time. And so it, that that's depleting, obviously, by, you know, being separated. So do you think that we as a church come back from this uh, stronger? Or do you think that a lot of people, when you say they develop that new habit, are going to take that new habit and say, OK, this is the new norm then? If I answer that by what I'm, I'm seeing and what I've seen, I would say, no, it's not going to come back stronger. It's going to be hard to get it back. It's going to be hard to get back to where we were before this. Um, I'll give you another example, um, handshakes and hugs, you know, uh, God didn't design us to fist pound. <laughs> he designed us to shake hands and hug and have the human touch. And nobody wants to do that anymore. You know, I, um, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was, I went up to someone and, um, it was, a, it was a new client and I always hug everybody. Uh, the pandemic hasn't stopped me from being me at all. I, I don't think. So I, I went in for the hug and she pushed me away and I was, you know, immediately I understood what she was doing, but it's another slap in the face of reality that we're not, we're not in the hug game anymore, you know? <laughs> and so she put her fist out and I pounded her fist, you know, what else do you do? Yeah. Some things are going to change, you know, who knows if that's ever going to be a norm when they come back, you know, shaking hands instead of you know, just waving when you, when you walk up to someone, it's, right. it's weird. It's a different dynamic. I think that people are going to get a lot more, uh, self-isolated. I think that that's going to become a big thing. And then I also think that virtual is going to become huge everywhere. I think it's going to be virtual events from now on everywhere. This is going to be something that we take into the future. And so I try not to look at all the negative. I think that there will be some positive, uh, rolling forward with this, but you know, this is this is scary. You know, I, I read today there's a CBS News article. It's going to cost uh, the American people. They estimate 16 trillion dollars for this pandemic. Um, man, it's just scary. All of that is scary. It doesn't yeah. matter. doesn't matter what political side you stand for. It doesn't matter. I mean, 16 trillion dollars that has to be answered is, is a scary thought. And so once again, I come back to the faith question of, 
you know, in all of this, where do you find faith? How do you keep faith? You know, this is, I'm, I'm sure there has been a million plus people who've had the question, you know, where is God in all this? That's just very natural when, when something like this happens, people want to blame this all powerful God that, you know, could stop it if, you know, he wanted to in their eyes. And so it is, it is a little difficult to have to sit down and have that conversation. But uh, frankly, just asking you, where is God in all this? That's a great question. Um, it's really going to take a lot of faith to understand the answer, though, because people have to understand this one thing. Everyone has an appointed time to die. Okay. Um, have you ever been sick? Yeah. Where you felt like you were going to die? Yeah. But you recovered. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't your appointed time to die. Right. That's what everybody has to understand. God has set everybody to have appointed time to die. And so whether you're going to die from COVID or whether you're going to die from being hit by a truck, God forbid, it, it, it doesn't, it, there's going to be a day that you're going to die, right? Unless, unless, you know, Christ returns in our lifetime, right? So, so to run around in fear, wondering when that time is, or whether it, you know, whether COVID is going to be the way you go out is just crazy. And so that's why I say it takes a lot of faith to understand this, this answer, because uh, you know, if, if you understand that everyone has an appointed time, then you also have to understand that God teaches us as Christians to rise above our circumstances. We're not to live in our circumstances. We're to rise above our circumstances. Doesn't mean we're above anyone or, or better than anyone. Just means we're above our circumstances. And, and when we can do that, then we're able to see things the way God sees them. And so, and that's the way he intends for us to see them. So we're so that we're not running around scared and wearing our mask in the car when there's no one else in the car. You know, I know I'm laughing at that, but it's 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 funny to me. It's peculiar to me. I, it's 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 100% fear. I look at that and I see 100% fear. And you know, Bible says perfect love casts out fear. So you, you you know, if if you're out there and you're hearing this and you're in fear, get in your get in the Word. Go to God's Word. And let him show you that you don't have anything to fear because you're not gonna you're not gonna change your point in time. You know, only God can change that. So that's the answer. Where's God in all this? He's he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's this in the same place he always was. Uh, God didn't create COVID. Okay, his, his this isn't something he God doesn't pass out disease. He doesn't pass out uh, this kind of stuff. So you know. It, it takes a lot of faith to understand that answer. So you talk about rising up. You talk about, uh, you know, ri or rising above, you know, and you say that God says to rise above the circumstance. Uh, dive into that a little bit deeper, deeper. Tell me what you think rising above in this moment looks like, because there is a lot of people, as I said, that uh, they've lost everything. It's very hard for them to think about a future going forward. How do you rise above this circumstance when it has directly affected you as serious as it has uh, some other people? Okay, great question, uh, and I'll answer it with um, a real life situation. Okay, when when COVID really hit hard, the the first couple months it really hit hard, and all the churches were shutting down, and all the pastors were going online. I brought it before the church here, and I said, you know, what do y'all want to do? Do you, do you do y'all think that we need to go online and 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 whatnot? And half were for it, and half were against it. So I said, all right, let's go online. So we went online for two weeks. In two weeks, 
I watched the numbers drop so drastically uh, that people that were watching and tuning in to, to the service um, that we, we just had another meeting and said, look, I'm just letting you know what's happening. You guys can decide for yourself. What do you want to do? And they all said, let's come back to church. So we all came back to church. Did everybody wear masks? A couple people did. Most of them did not. Um, but I would tell you, and as the Lord is my witness, not one person here has, has um, tested positive. Now, is that, are we saying our church is better than the other churches that did? No, not at all. Not at all. It's just that God has blessed. I believe God has stepped out and blessed our faith. We, we, we have met all year long with no masks and no extra COVID whatnot. We, I mean, everybody washes their hands more. There is social distancing, but other than that, um, it's a regular church service. Um, so, so I would tell you, um, it's all a matter of your faith and how you want to deal with your faith. So it almost sounds like there's a, there's a kind of a decision to be made almost that you, you have to choose to, uh, to live without fear. Even, even if you need to be cautious, uh, living without fear, uh, is, is the way to almost overcome this, to, to have faith enough to believe that you're going to be okay to continue to live a life that, that you want. Yeah. And, and you see, when, when you step out in faith, God, God always, always blesses it when you step out in faith. So these people came, they, they, we had regular church services and they were able to rise above the circumstance of COVID-19. Okay. And continue to serve God. And, uh, and we've been doing lots of fun activities. Uh, last night, uh, we had an activity, we, we had our devotion and then we went into the fellowship hall. We had an activity where everybody painted a heart and it's on the back. It said, you have been invited to West Bay Baptist church. And on the front, it was a nice picture that they painted and they're going to go hand those out. And that's, that's going to be one way that they invite people to come. And you, see, you know, the, the work goes on. In other words, the ministry continues and, and, you know, it's like, we're not going to let our circumstances dictate our life. We're going to let life, you know, we're going to, we're going to dictate what happens. You know, we're going to let God move us. Yeah. I also believe that there is other ways that you can go about trying to, to implement, uh, godly ways in your life. Uh, if say your church is still closed, uh, one thing is a podcast like this, you know, being sure. able to implement these type of things in your life where you commit on your drive to listen to a podcast that talks about God, that you're learning about God, uh, or just almost sharing fellowship. You know, I told you that uh, with this podcast, I really want to create a community with that. What that means is, is I want to have a large group of people to where we can start doing things together, holding events. And maybe, maybe we'll have to be a virtual event sometimes. And then hopefully one day we can all be together and do events and, you know, to together. Sure. But implementing things outside of, a church or maybe getting a small group of people and having your own fellowship with them. That could be another way that you can still implementing it. So, you know, don't, don't just think because certain things are closed or uh, certain things are restricted at the moment that you can't find a way to replace those. Cause like you said, as soon as you lose that habit, it's replaced by another habit. You're going to find something else to do. And then that becomes an excuse to almost push away God. Okay. So I'm, I'd like to 
moving in a little bit different direction and and you always asking me the questions i want to ask you a question now okay <laughs> okay so so when you guys went to to disney and um and you wore your mask the whole time i know you did because i saw your pictures and it it, it just i got to tell you it just doesn't it's they're just not the same to look at you and your family your beautiful family standing behind all these um huge disney um iconic places with masks on because you can't tell if you're smiling, frowning, crying, laughing. You can't tell, right? So so you you go to these places and you wear these masks and then you go to Walmart and they say you can't go in without a mask or you go to Sam's and you can't go in without a mask. You agree? Yeah. But then then when you have a when you have a um, a cookout at your house and you invite your friends over and your and some of your family over and there's you know, 10, 12 people there, maybe more, nobody's wearing a mask. So you have to stop at some point, you got to stop and ask yourself, am I being herded like cattle? I mean, am I, am I, am I just following other people's rules that I don't really believe for myself? Yeah. Look, I think that it, uh, when we say like the Disney trip, it definitely got in the way, you know, um, once again, my personal belief on masks is that I, I do think that they help. I think that from the science I've seen, it's maybe not as much as people would like to believe. Uh, but I understand the concept of it as far as it, you know, really getting in the way for the vacation, you know, I'm not here to lie and tell you it didn't, it was, you know, it definitely, it definitely got in the way. And I think what I have more of an issue with, cause like I said, I, I believe that there's certain aspects about the mass that are obviously they're obviously there. If you have COVID and you sneeze right in front of my face and you're wearing a mask, there's probably less chance I'll get it. So right there. And then there is some truth to it that I, that I stand behind. But I, when you say, you know, herded like cattle, that's how I feel sometimes when, when, once again, you see some of those dumb sections they have, like in Disney, they had relaxation stations where you could go and go into the relaxation station and take off your mask. Why can COVID not get over that line of the relaxation station? (laughs) I don't get it. You know, um, you know, you can, take down your mask in line to drink a bottle of water. But if I can't breathe in my mask and I pull it down over my nose, to take a big breath, someone immediately screams at me to put it back on. Do I think that there's definitely certain things where it's like, okay, you know, we're, we're being a little ridiculous. Um, you know, there's obviously those cases where people, um, don't know that they're at risk. They get it and then they die. Unfortunately, I think in these scenarios, if you know that you're at risk and you know that you're someone who has a pre-existing condition, maybe it's unfortunate. Maybe I wouldn't be going to Disney in my, if I did, if I had that, you know, I would choose to stay away from that because that seems like somewhere that it could be passed, you know? So I, I just think that there's definitely times where it can get in the way. I obviously also believe that if I can do my part to make someone safer, I'll do that too. Let me cut the fat away and rephrase it one more time. So you're not wearing it at, at your family gatherings, but you are wearing it when you go to these places that require it. Yeah. So are you are you wearing it out of fear or are you wearing it out because it's the rule? I would say I'm wearing because it out of courtesy. To. I would say courtesy. Okay. I think I, I think more or less it falls into courteous. It, I, I've heard people say that, and I'm I'm trying to be the the person who wants to be reasonable here you know i can i can look at a bunch of you know the stats on it and say that this doesn't really seem as 
effective as some of the people say, but then there's also studies that show that it is somewhat effective. So I would say out of courtesy, I choose to do that. However, if I'm having a barbecue at my house in the comfort of my home, I'm not going to wear a mask. And if you're coming over my home, that's just the risk that you're probably going to have. You know, I'm not, I mean, we got three kids that are going to run around the house all day. No one's going to be able to stay social distance. My house isn't even that big. <laughs> so I, I, I get it. You know, um, people have different opinions on it, but you know, I think I follow an opinion very similar to yours. I believe that I have a set time and, uh, I believe that I'm going to be courteous while I'm outside, but when I'm hanging outside my house with friends and family and stuff, no, I'm, I'm not going to wear my mask. You know, the, the, the one thing about the masks that, that I, I mean, I, I've worn it uh, when I've had to, but the one thing about the masks that, that I think devastates me more than anything is that I can't see people smile anymore. Yeah. I, I miss true. that. I miss it tremendously. I, I, I know when I think they're smiling, when they're, when their eyes crinkle up, you know, you, you, you can't see anything but their eyes. So when their eyes crinkle, when I'm smiling at them without a mask on, and then they smile at me with a mask on, I think they're smiling back. But, you know, smiles are contagious. And that's one thing God's always laid on my heart to smile at people, smile at people, you know, show yourself friendly. And it, it just kills me when I, when I can't see the reaction when I'm showing myself friendly. It is difficult. And, you know, you say that, and I really think back to Disney. I think back to seeing my kids go on roller coaster rides and not even knowing if they're smiling. They got their hands up in the photos, and I'm guessing they're smiling, but who knows? You know, yeah, that, that is definitely a portion of life that is, is kind of gone now. You don't you don't see anyone smile. Um, just general, you'd be fascinated how much like facial expressions play into, uh, and the only reason I know that is because when I was in law enforcement, we, you know, would tell if people were lying based off of facial expressions. Right. Um, but all of that, yeah, it changes. You don't see that anymore. Then it's your, your brain thinks of things differently. A sentence could sound different. You know, things just aren't the same when you can't see the face. So I look forward to the day that they come off. I think that, you know, everyone's going to end up, you know, most people end up being vaccinated. They'll let everyone take the masks off and hopefully we'll get back to a place of normalcy. Uh, I hope that is sooner than later. I'd really like for my kids to not remember too much of this pandemic when they get older, but I'm, I'm sure they will. But this this has been sort of a dark time, uh, and I wish that I could say that over the last year that we had actually continued our podcast and stuck with it. I think that, like I said, there was a lot that had uh, set us back from it. But at the same time, I think this made me realize how important stuff like this is. you know. And like I said, building this community, I think that we're going to be able to say incident in the future something uh, hopefully not as drastic as this mm -hmm. this is the type of stuff that people need to come together you know support systems sure. being able to say hey i'm here for you in this time you know hey i'm praying for you you need a prayer right now send a prayer request we're going to be praying for you yeah um and you know one of the things that would be really fun i think is if we ask our listeners to write in and tell us how has covid changed your life what is the what is the you know the reality life change that you've experienced because of COVID-19. Just write in, tell us at thecuriouschristians.com and and uh, gosh, if you do that, we'll send you a t-shirt. That, that sounds like a great bargain to me. Free t-shirt for, for uh, just writing us in. And uh, we do open up all of those and we read them. And guys, we, we wanna hear from you. Um, we're really interested to see how your life has been affected by COVID. Uh, just my life in general, uh, quick recap. Uh, 
because it's been over a year. Uh, I no longer work as a police officer. Uh, I worked there for almost six years total. Uh, I left to start my own video production company business, which uh, has been doing absolutely amazing. I have been uh, blessed beyond belief uh, through COVID. Uh, I still remain strong. Uh, like everyone else, there was months that uh, were a little close and I just had to you know, rough through them and believe that God was going to get me through them. And then I had months where I almost felt a sense of guilt because uh, there's no reason why I should be making all this while other people are losing all their jobs. And so uh, I've been very blessed, but COVID has affected my life greatly. Uh, Pretty much anyone from the police department, you know, they're busy just doing everything they did. And then during COVID, we lost touch. I don't really talk to too many of the officers. And that was my life, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. for a long time was hanging out with all those guys and sharing, sharing stories. And so things have definitely changed for me as well. So, um, but I look forward to, as you said, you know, when you break one, uh, habit, you bring a new one in. And sometimes when habits are broken, like spending, uh, too much time, you know, either with a bunch of other friends or something like that, you can replace them with, uh, something that's gonna be more productive, like putting time and effort into this podcast. Um, we also want to start a uh, YouTube vlog channel. We're going to be doing all sorts of fun things, exploring different parks in Florida, just getting out there and having good fellowship. It's going to be based off of more of a fellowship type vlog. Um, and hopefully we can do, I got all sorts of ideas. I don't want to get too much into it, but guys, we really want to, when I say take this community and let's, let's go bless others is what I want to do. I, I have a vision of everyone being able to get together to do good for other people. And that's infectious. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, we've had lots of time to think of a lot of good things we can do. Um, so, you know, uh, keep listening, stay tuned, and watch for these other um, uh, other ideas we have coming. And they will be coming soon, guys. That's all the time we're going to have for this podcast tonight. Uh, keep keep listening. Uh, hit your notification icons uh, wherever you're listening to. Hit subscribe, guys. We're going to be releasing these podcasts a lot more often. Uh, like I said, we're going to be planning on getting out a few a week. Uh, there's a few other things we're going to be doing, like I said, with the YouTube channel and stuff. So uh, we're not going to have consistent dates right off starting, but uh, multiple a week is what we're committing to. So we'll be out here. And if you guys have any questions, let us know. You're listening to the Curious Christians podcast.